Welcome to Run 12-1 Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Gowen. Hey, it's Pastor Justin Goins with Run 12-1 Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning back in and checking us out. I uh, hope you're having a great day or great evening whenever you're listening to this podcast. Um, and hope that since the last podcast, you have been reading and studying your Bible, men and women and young men and young women and older men and older women, whatever the case may be, whatever season you find yourself in, regardless if you're in uh, if you're in a marriage or not in a marriage, whatever the case may be, um, hope that you are leading your life or wife or family towards Christ and not leading them into, into sin. Well, we're going to be back in this uh, section again, or back in this section of scripture, Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11. I want to look at one more thing kind of briefly. I touched on it just ba- just briefly in the last episode. I want to bring it back to light a little bit, look at it a little bit more, then also deal with one other one other um, topic within this text as well before we move on and continue in Acts chapter 5, or maybe even jump into Acts chapter 6 in the next episode. But um, the question I want to kind of engage your mind in right now is, what are you giving? What are you giving? What I'm saying is that we have this biblical, do we have a, do we have a biblical precedent or command to give? I would say absolutely. We are called to be givers, to be, to be offerers. We are called to be giving of our time, our talents, and our treasures to Christ. Everything we have from your body to your health, to your mind, to your capability to work, to your family, to your possessions, to your money, everything is actually God's. God allows us to have it. God gives us everything we, that we have in order to have those things. Think about it. The brain you have. God gives it to you and graces you with it in order to use it for for your job and to provide for your family, so on and so forth. So praise God for that. And we are to be giving a portion of that back. Now, this is where you kind of where the rubber meets the road. Is it 10%? Is it not 10%? Um, I I give 10%. I'll tell you, I give 10%. I'll 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 put my cards, if you may, on the table. I I think there's good reason to believe that the Bible does teach to what a tenth, what a tithe is. If we look in the Old Testament and we can figure out how Abraham, before the law was even given, was was tithing to Melchizedek, who when we pull it back up into um into uh, Hebrews, when when the Hebrew author brings it back into effect and how we look at Christ, I think there's really good reason to believe that Abraham was showing an obedience or showing a humbleness, a, a gratefulness of giving and tithing and giving a tenth of the spoils into what she had in winning that war, winning that battle and tithing it to Melchizedek, who was a pre- a, a, a pre-foreshadowing, if you may, of Christ. Some believe he was Christ. I think it was a great foreshadowing of Christ. And so I think there's precedent there. And I do think that even in the law, when the law was given with Moses, that there was a command to give as well, offerings, but also tithes. Now, this is where we kind of where the rubber meets the road. When we get in the New Testament and we see the Jerusalem Council and we see that when they set all the different laws, what should we give? And we know that they 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 that they said, you know, basically no to to uh, uh, circumcision. Praise God for us guys in the New Testament church. Uh, No to that. But uh, basically not giving anything to idols um, to keep himself on spot of the world. But they didn't lie upon uh, us any of the other 
laws in the Old Testament. So I think there's precedent for that as well. But then I also believe that when we read the rest of the scripture and we see giving and taking up of offerings as Paul did for Jerusalem and for other churches, um, I I am still a, a, I wouldn't say, I mean, I guess I would say in a semi-traditionalist in the mindset of giving of a tenth. Now, um, Again, I think there's a good argument that can be made that it's not legalistic for me to say that. I think there's a good argument when we go to Abraham and Melchizedek and we see that back in the New Testament again in the book of Hebrews. I think there's good precedent to to say that. But regardless, here's what God wants. God can have me give 10% or I could give 10% to God not out of a grateful heart and it not be worth a hoot. What God desires is a cheerful, loving Giver, somebody who was grateful and saying, Thank you, God, here's what I have, regardless if it's 10% or 20% or 2% or 5%, whatever that percent is. God desires it to be a loving and caring out of gratitude giver. And I believe that's that's where it really lies in. But this is where it goes back into the the subject of in our text, what are you giving? Now I mentioned this briefly, I'll bring it back up. Not giving all wasn't the sin. So please hear me, Ananias and Sapphira, not giving everything or not giving enough wasn't the sin. They gave a portion off of a certain allotment. Giving of that portion was not the sin. In fact, they probably gave above the portion. If they were like myself, instead of 10%, they probably gave you know 11 or 12% or maybe even more than that. Where the lie was, where the sin was, was not in not giving of the portion. What it was is selling of the land for a certain price, but then lying and said they sold it for less and then giving off of that less amount instead of giving off of the actual amount. So let me say it this way. It'd be as if, and I think this is what I said in the last episode, it would be as if they sold their land for $10,000. And instead of giving a thousand, they said, well, instead of saying that we sold it for 10, let's pocket two grand. Let's say that nobody really knows. Let's say we sold it for eight grand and we'll give off of the eight grand. Well, God knew and made it known to Peter and Ananias and Sapphira died that day, three hours apart. The husband died first. Three hours later, his wife died. And his husband or, or Ananias led his wife Sapphira into death. I mean, you can literally say, say that. Um, so the sin was off of lying off of what the actual amount that they sold the land for. Lying about how much they sold their land to and giving off of it. That was what the lie was. And so I wanted to make that clear in this episode. But what are you giving though? Let, 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 let's go back to that question. What, what are you giving? Now, I don't, I don't know what you make and let's just do with your time, not even your money because somebody may have already getting hot headed with me and <laughs> may have not really feeling good and be like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm tuning this podcast off. Or maybe you've been, maybe you're running while you're listening to this and you, your, your cadence picked up and your heart rate's up and now, and now you're not listening to me because I started talking about money and giving. <laughs> Calm down a little bit. Take a breather. Let's just say time. Time, time, time. What, um, how much of your time are you giving to God? I mean, put, put your lifetime on a pie graph. Well, you said you were giving 5% of your time to God, of your day, of your week. 5%, 10%, 20%, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 90. How much of your time are you really giving to God? And let me ask you this. Are you telling God, oh God, you know, the, here, here's how much time I actually have. So this is important. 
Hey, you know, God, 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 here's how much time I actually have. Or maybe you're telling your church that here's how much time I actually have to give, to serve. God knows if that's a lie or not. God knows if you're sitting back and time wasting, or maybe you're on your phone, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTubing it up or on the TV clicker and you're watching three, four, five, six hours worth of TV within a day or whatever the case is, but you're telling them, you know, you're telling your church, oh man, I was just busy today or whatever the case is or I was busy this week and really not that watching TV is bad or getting on those things in and of itself is bad, but lying and saying you didn't have any time. But if we were to accumulate all the time that we spend on things of that, that are basically semi well useless and we lie and say, well, we didn't have any time. Well, I mean, it, isn't that the same? The, the item changes from money to time, but the lie doesn't change, does it? What about your treasures? What is it, what, you know, uh, of your talents rather, of what God's gifted you? Well, you know, I, you know, maybe God has gifted you as, as an administrator or given you, you know, gifted you in wherever the gifts are in, uh, you know, in, in lineup for your life. One, one major, two major spiritual gifts. And you're saying, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't really have all of that gift. I'll, I'll, I'll give some of it again. The item may change from money, from time to a, talent, but the sin doesn't change. What, what, what are you giving? Ask yourself that. What, what are you giving? Are you, I mean, God loves a cheerful giver, whether it's your money, giving of your time, giving of your talents. God, I mean, it, as a pastor, there are some tiring times in, in my life. There has been, but God is my witness I maybe there may have been one or two times in my pastorate all of my life that I wasn't a hundred percent like excited about going to the pulpit. Seriously, I, I I love it. I have joy in it because it's what God's gifted me to do. There there are plenty of things that I can think of that God has not gifted me to do, and I praise God. I mean, I don't. I I'll do some of them, but I don't like doing them. Um, because I'm not gifted in them, and I know that other people are, and praise God for you <laughs> that can do those things. But seriously, what are you, what are you, what are you giving of? How much time are you giving to your church? How much time are you giving to use your talents? How much time are you giving to God to be used as an instrument for His gospel? What are you using your time for? How are you using your time? Your effort. Next is this. Lastly, I said I was going to touch one more thing. Is there a, a, an impardonable sin or sin unto death? Is there something that you can do that you will never be able to make it back from? Because sometimes people read Ananias and Sapphira and say there's a sin unto death. Well, um, there is a sin unto death, and that's called sin. For sin reigneth unto death. The Bible tells us in Hebrews. Without the shedding of uh, the blood, there's no remission for sins. Paul mentions again in Romans, for the wages of sin is death. So is there a sin unto death? Yeah, just sin itself. But is there something that you can do possibly that will render yourself incapable of being saved? Or is there something that is like, yeah, once you do this, there's no coming back? Well, um, Jesus says in Matthew chapter number 12, and looking at verse 31, he says, wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. Everything shall be forgiven. There's nothing that you can do that will not be able to be forgiven. But, oh, 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 pay attention here. But 
the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto you. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither the world to come. What in the world is sinning against or blaspheming against the Holy Ghost? It means in simplicity to deny or to reject the Holy Spirit of God. And so let me just say it plain and simple. Is there an impardonable sin? Yes. To go to your grave, rejecting the Holy Spirit's convicting of your need for Jesus. In essence, I believe that is what Jesus is saying here. That if you blasphemy, if you go against and reject the Holy Spirit of God, what is the Holy Spirit of God's job to a non-believer? John 14, 15, 16. It is to convict, especially in John 16, to convict the world, to convict that sinner of their need for Christ, for the gospel. And if somebody rejects that, they are already in the non-believing state, in the sinning state, which is already headed to hell. And if they continue to do that, they will go to their grave, rejecting the Holy Spirit of God. That is impardonable, and they will spend an eternity unfortunately, separated from God in hell. There is no second life to where you get the chance to then repent of your sins. It is this life, this breath. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible tells us. Today, today, today. Don't reject the Holy Spirit of God. If you do, and you go down that road of rejecting the Holy Spirit of God, there will come a day to where it will be your last breath that you reject, and you will not be. That is an impardonable sin. You, my friend, you will spend an eternity in hell because of that. And I say that with sadness in my heart, but on the authority of God's word, but still with a deep sadness that I I do not, Jesus does not, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Peter writes. Please don't blasphemy, reject the convicting of the Holy Spirit of God. Is there an impartial sin? Yes. Matthew 12, 31 and 32, it goes a little bit further. Actually, you can read 30, 31, 32. And so in, in essence, that's pretty much what I had for you today in regards to just briefly going back in and touching on Acts chapter 5, 1 through 11, to, to touch on not just giving of that, of, you know, what, what are you giving? Are you giving of your money? Are you giving of your gratefulness to the functioning of the church? But are you giving of your time? Are you giving of your talents that God has gifted you with as well? The item may change, money, talents, time but not using it as you ought or saying you don't have enough time or saying you didn't have, it's still a sin, my friend, still a sin. And don't let Christians, you know that saying, friends don't let friends drive drunk. Christians don't let their friends die without hearing the gospel multiple times. Today, find a friend, share the gospel. This is Pastor Justin Goins with Run 12-1 Podcast. God bless. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Run 12-1 Podcast. Run your marathon race that God has placed you in. God bless. Mm-hmm.